Welcome to week four of the Rock County Sportscast podcast. I am John Barry, along with uh, Jimmy Oswald and Jim Franz from the Beloit Daily News. And once again, we will be discussing area high school football, among other things. Maybe touch on the Badgers a little bit and the upcoming Packer game this weekend. But uh, we'll start off with a kind of a recap of week three and what uh, started to finally maybe separate the contenders from the pretenders as uh, some schools that... Uh, Stood tall the first couple of weeks, stumbled a little bit last week, and other area teams that were undefeated stayed unbeaten. And we can start with uh, here in Janesville, where Janesville Craig improved to 2-0-1 by throttling Madison West uh, 35 to nothing or 40-6, to or I'm not even sure what the score was, but it wasn't close. I know that. <laughs> the Cougars uh, did what they had to do and, and weren't caught looking ahead to, the, to uh, this week's rivalry game with Janesville Parker. Also, uh, Boyd Turner, uh, a team that continues to impress uh, without their starting quarterback, and uh, they were able to uh, kind of pull away from New Glarus Monticello. And, Jim, you know, a team that uh, the rubber hits the road this week when Lodi, uh, when they go to Lodi, but, you know, certainly a, a great start for the Trojans. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if uh, Sean Fogle is back, you know, at quarterback. Yeah, I think that would definitely improve their chances in that game. Not not that Connor Hughes didn't do an exemplary job in that second half. He he definitely came to play. He's a, just a super athlete. I was just going to say, this kid's just a great athlete. Yep. Um, and, Jimmy, for you, uh, I know you're going to get a chance this week to go to Broadhead, Judah. Well, you'll go to Broadhead because Judah's in its own city. But uh, <laughs> you'll get a chance to see the uh, Cardinals try to run their regular season unbeaten streak. I think it'll be 20 if they win this week. And they've got Platteville coming to town. And, and really, uh, the Cardinals haven't been tested yet. Platteville... Um, you know, a decent program. I don't think they're as strong as they've been, but uh, your thoughts on Broadhead, Judah's 3-0 start. Yeah, I mean, a big thing for them has been the Saunders brothers, uh, Leon and Isaac. I mean, last week they combined for, uh, I believe it was it was over 200 yards. Um, they're really relying on their run game. They have uh, dueling quarterbacks, and they bring their own unique skill set. It's not like they can't rely on them if they absolutely have to, but they really... They really have a good run game, and that's something I'm looking towards. And they had a good defense again last week. Like you said, they haven't truly been really tested, but right. they're holding the teams they should to to the points they probably should be. And I think if, if you talk to Coach Matthias, he'll tell you, we want to be tested because sometimes those good teams go through, you know, they run roughshod through the conference season. They get to the tournament, and they think things are going to be easy, and then they play somebody that's kind of at their level, and it backfires on them, not playing anybody good during the year. So, um, again, I think Broad Judah gets tested this week, but I think they'll find a way to win. And and that leaves us with Clinton, probably the surprise 3-0 and team of the bunch. Um, really, the Cougars have, have just walloped everybody they played. But, again, they, they go up in uh, competition this week with Marshall, and Marshall's usually a strong program. I know they have a loss this year, but, um, you know, Jim, your thoughts on Clinton and, and what he's been able to done, do in his second season. I, I really like to see Peyton Bingham. I haven't, I haven't seen him. All I, you know, you just look at his statistics, and the guy is like put, put terrific numbers, running, passing, the whole bit, you know, and he just pounded Dodgeland. But like you say, uh, Marshall's coming off a big win over uh, Horicon Houstisford, yep. I guess, like yep. 41 to nothing. So should be a should be a test, and this might be, you know, the game that you can kind of tell, okay, is Clinton for real? You might be saying that every week, and right, at the end yep. of the year, think, yeah, they're, they're for real, all right. Yeah. Well, and I think Turner, the one thing we didn't touch on is this is our first road game. Yeah. You know, and uh, boy, of all the road games you could choose, I don't think going to Lodi no. would be at the top of the list of teams you wanted to play for your first uh, road game. But uh, some good tests and some other, just some odd games last week. Um, I know, I'm sure you guys saw it. What was going on with, with Walworth Bigfoot? Columbus <laughs> scored 75 points. 
I mean, is there some bad blood there that I'm not aware of? Because usually, you know, if it's 49 or 55 to nothing at half, you call off the dogs, you get a running clock, and, and that second half takes about 24 minutes. And uh, for whatever reason, Bigfoot put 70, or gave up 75 points. And I don't know, Jim or Jimmy, if you guys heard anything about that or kind of what the circumstances were with that? Not really in terms of anything with that. I mean, we know, I mean, you look at the stat sheet, they were just dominated. I mean, Jack's hurdle continues to be good for, for Bigfoot. I think he had their one t- touchdown. He had, uh, you know, I think another solid game. Not that solid. Because, right. Just because at that point, when you're playing that much catch-up. Yeah. And they, I don't even know. They might have pulled him. I have no idea. Like, we don't have a lot on that game. But, I mean, yeah, they were just completely dominated. I mean, all, all over the stat sheet. Yeah, that's yeah. the first thing you notice, though, is that, it is. Is that score. Is that right? score with, with, yeah. with a running clock, oh, man, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you really have to not try to give up 75 points. I mean, it's just because teams, you know, unless there's some bad blood, which I can't believe there would be, Bigfoot with a first-year coach, and I don't know enough about Columbus, but I can't imagine there'd be any bad blood where, you know, you're just you're running the most basic, simplest plays, you know, off tackle up the middle or whatever it might be and, and just run the clock out. But for whatever reason, Columbus put up 75 and, you know, maybe put that in the memory bank if you're Bigfoot and remember that because uh, a lot of times what goes around comes around. So uh, two other games of note last week I thought that were interesting. Uh, Evansville picked up their first one of the year by beating longtime rival Edgerton uh, pretty handily. Uh, I think the Blue Devils aren't as – they're one and two, but they're probably one of the better one and two teams. They lost to a good Reedsburg team. Lost in week two to uh, a very good Broadhead Judah team and then came back last week and, and beat Edgerton. And, and the other one of note I thought was Melton. Uh, the Red Hawks fall to 0-3 and uh, kind of an interesting story there. They, they were tied 14 at regulation. Oregon scored to go up 21-14. Melton got the tying score and Coach Rodney Wettage, who I'm not surprised because that's how he is, he decided to go for two. And Aiden Shane was intercepted in the end zone and Instead of kicking the extra point and going to a second overtime, the, the Red Hawks went for it and unfortunately came up short. And uh, they'll try to bounce back this week as they play a team that they've never played before, and that would be Sun Prairie West because Sun Prairie West is is a brand-new program and a brand-new school. So the Red Hawks will look to get on track this week, but uh, Sun Prairie West, to their credit, they're 3-0. and And we weren't sure, you know, a lot of times, I don't want to call them an expansion team, but teams that are brand-new struggle out of the gate, but to their credit, uh, Sun Prairie West is 3-0, and including a conference win last week over Watertown, so a good start for the Wolves. Um, around here, you know, certainly uh, the game of the year, the game of the year in any sport, really, is always Parker Craig football, and that's what's on tap Friday night at Monterey Stadium, the coveted battle for the Monterey Rock, uh, 2-0-1 Craig against 2-1 Parker, and I got a chance to see Parker last week, and, and, and as much as it pains me to say this, uh, they gave the game away, fellas. Um, mm. They were ahead 10 to nothing, and for some reason, with time running down in the first half on their own 20-yard line, they tried to get cute and run some plays, and they fumbled. Memorial recovered, scored two plays later, and it was 10 to 7 at half. Memorial had the momentum, carried that over to the second half, took the lead, and the Vikes just couldn't get the equalizer. So a really demoralizing and tough defeat for Parker because – uh, I thought they were the better team, but uh, certainly the better team doesn't always win. And so that brings them into this week at Monterey Stadium or that series, that long-standing series. Uh, 34-21, Craig leads at all time, including last year's uh, 27-23 win. Uh, 56 meeting overall. You know, again, I, I haven't – I saw Craig play a half against Oshkosh North, and then the lightning uh, ended that. But, uh, you know, on paper, I certainly think Parker has more talent, more weapons. But, again, um, they don't play games on paper. And when you have Jake Shafter behind center 
a kid that just continues to amaze at the quarterback spot, running the option. I know Clayton Krieger at Parker, the head coach, talked about that's our number one concern, and that's going to be every team's number one concern is trying to find a way to contain him. And if the Vikings can do that, I just think they have too much talent on offense to to not come out of there with a win. But I will say, if Craig finds a way to win that game and, and Schaffner's just too much to uh, overcome for the Vikings, uh, you could see that team spiral, talking about Janesville Parker, because that's a team with a lot of hopes, and I think thought they should be 3-0 and right now. Certainly think they should beat Craig, and uh, if they go to 2-2 two and two and come off a loss against a Craig team that they felt they should beat, um, you know, I think there's going to be some issues in that locker room, but time will tell. Uh, for you guys, I guess area-wise, again, we talked about a little bit, but some big games coming up, and, uh, you know, I guess we start out with Clinton hosting a Marshall team that, uh, again, you know, they've been good for so long, and, you know, they, teams like that, programs like that don't really, they don't really reload, they just kind of rebuild, and, and I know, Jim, that you've had a chance to watch Clinton play, and, and I would think it's it's a chance for them to go 4-0. Actually, I have not seen Clinton. You've not seen him play? Okay, not seen oh, Jimmy saw him play. Okay. No, we, haven't, we actually haven't been out there yet. Okay, um, well, then I don't know what I'm talking about. I should do more <laughs> homework before these podcasts. But, yeah, as but long still, as you're, you know enough about it. I was going to say, as long as you're not talking about yeah. Bloyd Memorial, I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> let's, not, let's not bring that well, up. Well, we'll bring that up. But, I mean, for Clinton, I mean, I would think I would think a chance at home to, to go to 4-0. Uh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> they show the... Uh, they're hard to stop. They got a great player. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the other team is scheming. Like, oh, I'm going to do it, Peyton Bingham, to right. shut him down or slow him down. But uh, yeah, it should be a really interesting game and see how they do that. You know, and I wasn't going to bring up the Purple Knights, and, and I yeah. hate to because you know we talked highly of them last week about the fact that they've got good skill kids, and you know, once again, their depth and maybe their lines would be a difference. And we thought they could go into Wilmot and and not only give them a game but possibly win it. And uh, uh, they got whooped pretty good. Yeah, I think I said they were going to win that yeah, game. You Boy, did. that was dumb. Well, I didn't want to bring that up, but yes, you did say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been known to say stupid things, so that's. I guess that was one I mean, I think and you had touched on it when, before we came on air, but, uh, you know, maybe things steamrolled a little bit. And, and, again, for a boy program, you know, you get down early and the heads go down and, you know, you start doubting yourselves and because you don't have that winning mentality and, and you know maybe that's what happened. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe Wilmot's just good. I yeah, you know they're three and zero. They've shut down some pretty you know good offensive teams. Uh, so let, let's go with that. Let's let's say Wilmot just you know, right. they were better than we thought. Uh, Elkhorn's two and one. Let's see, they've lost. They they're coming off a loss to Burlington, right? So, lost to Burlington. Game a pretty good game. I know they game. beat Delavan. And they and, beat Jefferson. And beat Jefferson, and they have the best long snapper in the country. So uh, oh. you know if they have to punt or anything like that. Uh, the Knights could be in trouble. But I would think uh, certainly a much more competitive, much closer game this week. And and it's home. You know, yeah. It's their first home game. I'm sure they don't want to lay an egg in their debut at home. So I, I'm not going to pick anybody to right. win in this game, but I think, I, you know, I'd really like to see them be competitive. Right. And as good as Wilmot was last week and going to 3-0, and uh, Badger with an impressive win over Waterford. And so those two teams will clash this week in Lake Geneva. And, uh, again, you know, uh, Badgers always the last decade since, you know, Matt Hensler's been there. They're, they're, you know, one, two, or three in that Southern Lake. So I would think that's a big game. It's early in the season. It's only week number two. But, you know, Badger wins that game uh, where they've yet to play some of those teams that aren't as good. Um, you know, that could bode well for them, again, to, to possibly win a Southern Lakes title. So uh, a good chance for them. Uh, other games in the area, you know, Delavan Darien uh, coming off a nice win and, uh, they'll play a Whitewater team, and again, probably a chance for the Commons to maybe win a second straight. 
Sure, yeah, I would say so. You know, I mean, it's it's a team that, you know, um, struggled with numbers, and I think they're better than they have been. But, you know, they've got some talent, and they picked up a, a really nice win last week against East Troy. And East Troy, another one of those teams we, we haven't been able to figure out yet. But uh, Delavan took care of them, and I think that's a game that, uh, if, you know, the Comets can win. They're 2-2 two and two and setting themselves up for maybe a little bit of a playoff run because – they're going to play, you know, they're going to get Edgerton. They're going to get uh, Evansville. They're going to get teams that, you know, I think they probably feel they can compete with in the, in the Rock Valley. So uh, a good test for the Comets this week. And uh, that brings us to Turner and Lodi. And, uh, you know, I don't have to tell people how good and how long Lodi has just been, you know, a dominant program. And the Turner, Turner is really stepping up in class. And I'll let both of you kind of expand upon that a little bit. But uh, a big step up for, for Derek Deal and his team. But... It's a game where I think you guys would agree you can't put all your eggs in one basket. If you do lose, you know, it can't be demoralizing. It can't be, oh, no, we lost. I mean, it's one game. You know, you're, you're, you're going in there as a heavy underdog, and, you know, you kind of just got to let the chips fall. You know, and, I, and we've talked to those Turner kids a lot, and I can't see that team being that type of – taking that type of loss that way. Um, you know, they're not cocky. They don't go out there expecting to win. They work every week. They know they need to get better, um, even, even when they're – beating teams handle even when they're looking so good this year so yeah it's going to be a tough challenge for them and I think as you get into this week there's going to be a this is where we start figuring out what these high school teams truly are you know this is where we start seeing who is good who is bad who was you know was it a fluke start you know so I think they want to go out there and impress and they have a lot of weapons I mean they're a very well-rounded team so yeah I mean it's it's on paper it's going to be a very tough match but it's one that I, you know, I think you're going to see Turner show up no matter what the score ends up being. Well, and it's a game, and Jim, you probably agree. You just can't beat yourselves. You, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of the ball. Turnovers will kill you. Penalties will kill you. I saw that against Jamesville Parker last week, where you know they were the better team, but because of three turnovers and some silly penalties, uh, it it just came back to bite them. And you know, I think for Turner, a couple of things. I would think you know not getting behind early where it's 14 nothing, something like that, and you're chasing. And then, like I say, you got to play mistake-free and, and uh, maybe eat up some clock. you gotta, you got to finish strong. And, I, you know, last week definitely they finished strong. Uh, they, they fell behind in the second half. They, but they, uh, they really played well. They played smart. And they, they just kind of knocked those guys around in the fourth quarter. They, uh, they play I, kind of football I think that Derek Deal likes to play. You know, they, sure, they can pass, and, uh, and Connor he's definitely threw the ball a few times, and that kind of opened up the running game. But they, they did hit them with Jace Kurth a lot. I mean, it, you probably appreciate it. It was like the Steelers. You know, they kind of wore, uh, wore them down, you know. If you're born on a Friday night, go see Turner and go see Jace Kurth on that ball because he's a, he's a dude that runs you over and not runs around you. Yeah, and that's great yeah. to see. And, and they're going to need that, like I say. I mean, Lodi is – is going to be solid. Um, you know, they are every year. That's such a good conference. And um, looking forward to that and looking forward to, to reading about it. Um, like I say, it's it's one of those games where it's not going to define Turner, but it's certainly going to tell us a little bit more about that team rather than 3-0 and and, and three games that they, you know, eventually at the end won handily. So uh, a good test for them, and we'll see how it goes. But I think overall, I mean, we're, we're in week four, so – we're almost to the halfway point, and uh, you know now teams they really do they start separating themselves from the pack a little bit, and we'll know a lot more on Friday. Um, Badger wise, uh, a victory for Bucky in the opener, um, an Illinois State team that you know um, just face it they're not very good. <laughs> uh, Braylon Allen was impressive like always, and uh, the defense, dis- despite a a rocky first quarter first series 
where they let him get down there, but then the interception goes back 100 yards. You know, I felt like a good win for Bucky, but certainly a lot of room for improvement, and they'll be tested much more this week against the Washington State team that's uh, also 1-0, and and, you know, the Badgers went from, what, a 33-point favorite last week to, I think, their 17-point favorite this week. So uh, a step up in class for the Badgers as well. Tough game for Illinois State, right? I mean, uh, you, you make money off that game, but you lose your top running back, and I think they lost a tackle, too. Yep. I mean, that, that's really going to hurt them. So, they, you know, whatever. You did make a few de- bucks, and I guess that's what they were really well, trying to do. Well, and that's what they were. And like I say, you never the injury was gruesome. And they didn't want to show it. But, of course, me being the can't-go-by-a-train-wreck-without-looking-at-it, uh, I had to rewind it and play it back, and, and it was nasty. It was a... It was a Joe Theismann type of injury that uh, was just ugly. But, you know, like I say, uh, the Badgers off to a good start. And uh, the NFL kicks off tomorrow night with uh, the Rams and Bills uh, taking place. But, of course, our eyes around here will be, well, you know, Jimmy's won't be. Uh, who the Steelers get? Cincinnati? Bengals, yeah. The yep. Bengals. All right. Where's it at? Ooh, that's a great question. It's, I, it's in I Cincinnati. think it's in Cincinnati. The Steers, so, have, the Steers have not had a home opener in a long time. Because, are you yeah. okay with with uh, Trubisky starting, or were you hoping that Pickett got the got the nod? I'm okay with Trubisky starting. I wanted Pickett. I think a lot of Steer fans wanted Pickett. Um, Big Ben, way back in 2004, he came in the second game after Tommy Max got hurt. Uh, and you don't want Trubisky to get hurt, and I want Trubisky to do good, but there's also that voice in the back of your mind that goes, well, if he does good, when does Pickett come in? Yeah. I think Trubisky is a solid quarterback. I think he's a step up over the last few years of Ben Roethlisberger. So I think I, I think we're a better team than we were last year. And last year we somehow snuck in as a wild card team. Yeah. So I can see this being a playoff team. I could also see us losing games we shouldn't, missing the playoffs. Pickett comes in at the end. Maybe he kind of makes a run, gives us some wins at the end, and then next year he well, starts. Well, you got and, two good things in your favor. One is Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the league. Never and, had a losing season. And the other is T.J. Watt, you know, the best defender in the league right now. You know, it's uh, – uh, I know Cincinnati won both games last year, so a big test for the Steelers. And, you know, uh, the Packers open with the Vikings at Minnesota, and um, – not much, you know, positive thoughts between those two teams. I mean, there's there's some bad blood as as you know you figured there would be with all the with the rivalry that they have and the number of times that they played. And now Zadarius Smith has kind of gave the Packers some chalkboard material talking about what a miserable locker room it was last year and how he didn't get any support when he was out with a back injury. So, um, you know, Jim, what are your thoughts on on that opener for Green Bay at Minnesota? Well, I, I'm really interested to see if the defense is uh, going to be as improved as people think. You know, they, they're they saying the Packers won't have to score 40 points to win. They can, you know, score not even 20 maybe and win these games because the defense is going to be stronger than last year. So th- that's what I want to see. I want to see the defense right. play really well, and I want to see the, the receivers um, catch some balls and not drop them, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you don't have Devontae drawing double coverage. You're going to have to probably do something a little bit different, and, he, and he's going to have to be comfortable with these guys. Right. You can't just target one dude. He's got right, to... and like I say, I mean that's. I think that's the best game. I mean the Thursday night game with the Bills and the Rams is certainly good, but I think, you know, uh, maybe Tampa and Dallas. But other than that, you know, Green Bay Minnesota is a great opening game, and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, the Bears, I think they open at home against the Forty Niners. Um, yeah, they were undefeated in preseason, but boy, I, I just had a fantasy draft. I don't even remember any Bears getting drafted other than maybe Mooney and uh, David Montgomery. But, you know, Justin Fields looked good in the preseason, and I think the Bears feel like they're not getting any respect. And, um, you know, they'll find out Sunday because that 49er defense is awfully good. And, uh, 
you know, Trey Lance making his first start, uh, regular season start. So we'll see what what kind of unfolds there. But uh, you know, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on on the Bears and and do they have any chance of doing anything this year? Is it kind of a rebuild year and build for the future? Well, I just want to say I am from Ohio, so I grew up an Ohio State fan. So I always want the best for Justin Fields as as an Ohio State kid. So. Um, you know, it's it's a rebuild year. I mean, there's no doubt that they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league, most likely. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to be your Lions or your Jaguars like they were the last few years. I think they're better than that. But it's not going to be a playoff year. It's not even going to be a winning record year. And I think most – I can't – I don't know a lot of Bear fans, but I think most Bears fans understand that. But this is the year to see how your new coach, how your new GM handles that kind of thing. How are they going to handle the season? How do they handle the plays? Because um, obviously in the past, that was a huge issue for them, regardless right. of the players. So I, that's that's the part you got to be most interested in seeing as a Bears fan is how do you bounce back after losses? If they go out and get shelled one week, forty-one to like seven, how do you respond? Because last year's Bears didn't respond to that so well. No, they didn't, and uh, it's going to be interesting. But that will about do it for this week, folks. And uh, we're glad you could tune in, and uh, we will talk to you down the road. Take care, everybody. See you, everybody. See ya.